Hello, I'm Barry Murphy, a tax partner at PwC. Welcome to Talking Tax, podcast discussions on some of the big and thorny tax issues creating headlines, bringing together views from PwC and beyond. Arguably the biggest tax story of recent months has been the sweeping changes being made to the US tax system. They're triggering many big companies to adjust their profit forecasts, some for the betters, other for the worse. Policymakers worldwide are discussing the repercussions, and in recent days, the head of the IMF said the reforms could lead to a rapid rise in interest rates and inflationary pressure. What's clear is that when the world's biggest economy makes significant tax changes, it's a big deal worldwide. The effects are far-reaching and could affect all of us. So what are the main changes? What should we be aware of, and what could the impact be? To discuss this, I'm joined today by Tom Patton, a US tax partner in PwC based here in London, and Will Morris, our Deputy Global Tax Policy Leader at PwC. So, Tom, Will, if we start with the context, maybe Tom, reform suggests improvement. Yep. What actually was driving all of this? Well, if you look at the way the system worked before these changes came in, we had a very high rate, 35% headline rate, much higher than the rest of the world if you look at the at, at average corporate tax rates. And, and, and the effect of that is it encouraged some behaviors that Congress felt was getting in the way of growth in the economy and made the U.S. less competitive as compared to other jurisdictions. You look at outbound investment from the U.S. and arguably the, the, the old system incentivized U.S. companies to maximize their offshore income uh, and not bring the money back because that could, that could mean a, a direct savings to their effective tax rate. And if you look at non-U.S. based multinationals, that, in, that would encourage them and put them in arguably in a, in a better position than U.S. based multinationals in terms of their ability to manage taxes on the domestic base of profits in the U.S. Okay. And what are the main provisions then? So if that was the context on what has actually landed, what are the headline provisions? Well, there the, are the, the, the few probably two or three key areas to focus on, I think, in terms of, of um, the changes and, and how they interact with, what those, uh, those, with those objectives. So first of all, there's, there's a reduction to the headline rate of 35% down to 21. Uh, so that, that's clearly um, more in line with you know, the OECD average uh, uh, that's out there. Um, there are incentives to um, domestic investment, so accelerated write-offs of, of spend on, on, on U.S. assets. Uh, and then there's a fundamental overhaul in terms of the international tax system, both in terms of how foreign profits are taxed in the U.S., uh, as well as uh, limitations in place that, that primarily impact non-U.S.-based multinationals and, and how they deal with their U.S. operations. Okay, and we'll come on to what that means in practice in a moment and maybe some of the wider reaction around the world. But just, Will, maybe to bring you in quickly, in the U.S. there seem to be two camps about was this good or bad reform, what would be your view on that? In any piece of legislation, you're going to have winners and losers. Um, and uh, obviously lowering the rate was very advantageous to some people, cutting back on some of the benefits um, around interest deductibility were going to hit other types of uh, businesses. So yeah, winners and losers. So some people viewed this very favorably, some not. I think on balance, it was the lowering the rate which almost everybody could, could agree about, uh, and some of the more detailed provisions where people disagreed. Okay, so we've got the reform. Some of those headline measures have come through. There will be winners and losers. Yep. Will, the, what are the main consequences you're expecting now that it's come through? 
Um, well, it's really interesting, and there's a there's a sort of initial point which was how the U.S. was viewed by the rest of the world, which is which I think is is really interesting because the U.S. system was viewed certainly by governments as being, um, you know, totally sclerotic, old-fashioned, mm. very high rate, as you said, but also with a with a foreign tax credit, uh, and therefore amongst governments at least there was a perception that U.S. businesses could be taxed, and that would get paid by the U.S. government ultimately. So that drove a fair amount of non-US tax policy. So that's one big change from, from the government's point of view. Uh, as far as other folks are concerned and you know, the perceptions of that, the US has in some senses become a more attractive place to do business, in other senses a more difficult place to do business. So again, you know, the, there's good news and bad news uh, all tangled up in this. Um, but I think we're going to need to see how it plays out because certainly, uh, as we know from talking to our colleagues, uh, you know, the brightest amongst them are still finding things in there that they didn't expect two months after the legislation was passed. Very lengthy piece of legislation passed very quickly uh, and with not um, a huge amount of time to test out some of the stuff. So, you know, the consequences are still are still emerging. Yeah, and we certainly saw some of that in the media, but like any big reform, there's quite a lot of detail to get through sure. to understand your own position. So, Tom, maybe shifting back to you, there is this piece around it's going to free up, you said, huge amount of cash that's trapped offshore, whatever it is. is, is that really going to happen? And what type of uses are organizations going to put that cash to? Right, so, so, the, so the old system, as I was saying, kind of incentivized US multinationals to keep cash offshore, right? And, and I've seen estimates as high as three and a half trillion dollars, or the amount of you know, so-called cash that's, that's locked up. Um, so huge amounts of, of earnings that haven't been repatriated to the US. And then transitioning into the new system, uh, all of those earnings in effect become taxable. And what that does is it, is it allows those, those earnings to be repatriated to the U.S. without further taxation because they're just subject to tax you know, as we transition into, into the new rules. The reality is a lot of those earnings are not actually in cash accounts, they're in corporate bonds, they're in, they're in treasury, treasury bills. And so the knock-on implications of what it means to, to free up that cash are, are still being thought through. Um, there could be an impact on the bond market. It could it could wind up with a rise in interest rates and lower bond prices. Uh, we 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 could expect to see an in, a spike in the deal market. So if cash comes back to the U.S., maybe some consolidation of businesses that are out there that might then drive prices up in in terms of the deal space. Uh, and then some of that cash we might expect to see go out to shareholders as well. So. Um, you know, it's it's. I think that's the most significant issue that we're seeing in the short run about about the actual impact of these things. Is what does it mean for liquidity in in, in our businesses? Okay, and certainly on that shareholder, you know, return of cash. I've already seen a number this week that suggests corporate buyback programs of up to 178 billion already have been announced. Yeah. So certainly yeah. some of it is coming true. I mean, the numbers are gigantic, right? They are. But will any any comment on that aspect for you? Uh, yes, I mean, uh, you know, one of the, the questions that people are asking is about what this means, what are U.S. companies going to do with this cash if they don't repatriate it? Uh, and obviously one of the obvious things to do with it is to spend it uh, and to spend it on buying uh, other corporations. There are now tax advantages for U.S. corporations to acquire tangible assets overseas because of the way some of the numbers work out uh, in the calculations. Um, but also there are no longer the disadvantages for U.S. corporations. So while, you know, the old stuff that we saw around inversions has been made much, much more difficult uh, by this legislation, to the extent it wasn't hard already. It's been made much more difficult. We're actually going to see, I think, probably more acquisitions 
by U.S. corporations of overseas businesses. Some of that might be a price issue as well, right? So if, if the U.S. deal market spikes and prices go up, then, then non-U.S. businesses might look proportionally cheaper, if you will, as a result. Okay, so quite a lot to play out. Absolutely. Deal market dynamics just as much as tax reform. We haven't concentrated an awful lot yet on businesses this side of the pond and what these tax reforms mean for UK PLC, so to speak. What should we expect there? Well, I guess the, the first thing to think about is um, uh, there, the, there's a set of rules in, in, in the package that are designed to level the playing field between, the t between U.S. and non-U.S.-based multinationals and how U.S. profits are taxed. And that's, and that's r resulted in, in, to a degree, a fundamental rethink of how you run and operate a U.S. business underneath a, a non-U.S. multinational. Um, some of the changes do kind of take the sting out of, of um, when you're, you know, if a non-U.S. company is looking at a U.S. acquisition and looking at the, a the other assets underneath it, what does that mean in terms of the overall price? And so these, this is kind of ease the sting of that a little bit. And, and, um, and, and, and I think it's, you know, to a degree, it's a rethink of, of how the business is actually structured. I, I, I think as a consequence of these things, it, it does feel a little bit at times that um, it's, it's more bad news than good news for non-U.S. multinationals, primarily because of this leveling the playing field aspect of it and just a, 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 a different environment. Yeah, so, I mean, just to pick up on sort of three specific points there. First is this so-called B, the anti-base erosion uh, uh, provision, um, which essentially draws more income into the U.S. by disallowing certain deductions. So that's hitting some non-U.S. businesses very heavily, particularly in FS. Um, so banks with uh, intercompany funding and reinsurance. So that's point one. The other two points relate to techniques which non-U.S. businesses have used for a long time to, to get money out of the U.S. Um, obviously, interest deductibility is one, um, and the use of hybrids is another. Uh, and there are provisions in the legislation which cut back severely, in, in, in the case of hybrids, almost totally, in the case of interest deductibility, quite substantially. So techniques which non-U.S. businesses have used to, to get cash out of the U.S., um, are no longer available. Um, so, you know, lower rate, great news, um, but the base has been broadened. Okay. So, again, it just says there is a new game in town. Yep. You have to figure out the new rules of that game yep. and how you run your business might have to adapt accordingly, Absolutely. but massive amounts of detail. Mm -hmm. Okay, now we, we mentioned earlier some of the reaction within the US to tax reform. I did say at the start about the IMF's view right. on tax reform, but will as policy, what do you expect and what do you hear from other nations and governments? What's going to happen next? It's really interesting. Um, I mean, there has been a lot of reaction, and not just from Europe, although Europe has probably been the most um, vociferous on this. Um, but, you know, China has set up a group within the government to look at this. Other countries are doing the same. Uh, I think what we see is, uh, if, I, if I put this at sort of relatively bluntly, um, is a mixture of um, uh, fear and anger, basically. Uh, and I'll explain both of those. There is annoyance that the US has done things like the beat, and that's why we're hearing talk about referrals to the World Trade Organization. Um, but there is also fear that the US has actually constructed a more competitive tax regime, or to put it slightly differently, uh, has dialed back from the less competitive tax regime that it had, uh, and therefore other countries are going to need to respond to that. There's a lot of quite frothy talk, I think, about you know a race to the bottom. I keep pointing out that if you add the state rate back into 21%, you get to 25%. So this is perhaps a race to the middle. Um, but <laughs> okay. you know, nevertheless, 
there is a there is a concern I think amongst countries who understand that with the U.S. you know the advantage the natural advantages of a very large market like the U.S. plus a tax system which has become less uncompetitive, that actually they face a competitive threat which they need to address. Okay, so no surprise really that nation states compete. Tax is part of their policy armor, yes. and tax competition remains. Yeah. So probably shouldn't be a surprise, but big reform like this will always create change and noise. I, I think, think the, real, the real surprise was that America managed to do it. Okay, so we're, we're there, we're <laughs> living it. Um, and actually, okay, so it's been done. We've gone through some of the impacts. Um, maybe, Will, if I come to you, just for a final comment on, you know, What's next? Are we finished? Is there more coming? Before Tom, last one or two practical points for anybody listening. Yes, I mean, what I think what, we're, what we hear in Washington is that, you know, again, as people go through this, I mean, there were things that people knew about when the legislation was actually going through that, that didn't appear quite to work. More things have emerged as people look at it. Um, can they fix that quickly? Maybe one or two things, but I think this is a long-term process. Again, as my colleagues are fond of pointing out to me, after the 86 Act, it took two years to get technical corrections through. Uh, and that's even putting aside you know, some of the bigger issues. So this will take time to work out. Okay, and Tom, because it's gonna take time, we'll have technical corrections for two years or more. What are the last two practical tips for everybody? Well, I, I, I guess there's the, the part, of, part of the thing to bear in mind in terms of guidance is I've actually been surprised at how quickly the IRS and Treasury have, have had some guidance that is out there. So, um, uh, so we've had some responses from the IRS already, some, and, and, and the, we, we have heard the message that they're listening. And so I think there's just one key point out there in terms of, of you know, in the areas where there, where there are where there are uncertainties is identify those areas. The government is, is, is at least opening to, to, to hear them. And um, you know, if, if it is within their authority to fix it, they're, you know, they're, they're willing to listen. So, so I think you know, as we're making our way through this, it's important to, you know, to, to raise those issues and discuss them and you know, make sure that you know, the government is hearing where there are these, these odd issues that might pop out of, 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 of the legislation. So US tax reform, it's actually happened huge amounts of detail to figure out for any business or any person dealing with the US, you've got to take account of the details of your own circumstances. Will, Tom, thanks for a fascinating insight into that. For all of you listening, thanks for your time. We'd love to hear more from you, whether it's about your own business, your own views on what will happen to your pensions if they're invested in the market, what will happen to government policy in this country as a result of tax reform. Please subscribe to our Talking Tax podcast series where you can comment. Join us on The Suite, our PwC site, full of tax news, where you can join this discussion as well. But thank you. Mm -hmm.